Ahem, hello ladies and gentlemen, how's it going? It's me, Daniel Kay. Welcome to another episode of the Daniel Kay's Let's Plays podcast. Oh boy, uh, this is a, a special episode, I guess, because we're going back to a series which kind of went on hiatus ages ago. Hang on, let me just bring up my... Uh, bring up my old phone here and have a look exactly when the last episode of uh, the Dragon Warrior series came out. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. Here we are, Dragon Warrior 1, episode 04, came out the 23rd of the 10th, 2017. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so there was that nine months ago. So nine and a bit. I'm bad with maths. You know that by now. But yeah, Dragon Warrior. Um. <laughs> so this is the game. This is the game that Evan Tolley sent from his uh, his video game uh, fair. He he picked it up and sent it to me here in Australia, from over there in America, in North America, where he lives. Evan Tolley. Um. Yeah, Dragon Warrior, uh, it's a Game Boy Color port of the remake of the original Dragon Quest, Dragon Quest 1, which came out in 1980-something, 86, 88, 80-something, but it's one of the first RPGs, and it's a genre definer, the first Dragon Quest game. I didn't really know that when I first started playing this. I should have given this more reverence than just, like, stick it in and going, oh, this is interesting, oh, this is weird, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. It's like, this is what set the stage for everything that came after as far as RPGs, as far as, like, so this is before Final Fantasy. Uh, th- this is the the remake of the port, so this is way after Final Fantasy when they decided to go back in and add a bit more colour and polish. So I don't know what it is like to play the original uh, Dragon Quest but that's not what this. That's not what this let's play is. That's not what this series is. This is a series uh, exploring Dragon Warrior, the port of the remake, on my Game Boy Color. Yeah. Um, Nintendo Game Boy. So is this even? Yeah, this must be. This is definitely a Game Boy Color game because it's full of color. Yeah. Uh, so what happened last time? Man, it's been almost a year, so I barely remember. Basically, I think uh, I you start in the town. You're told that the big bad dragon man stole a princess. You got to go. You're the descendant of Leto or something, who's a big old big time warrior who banished the dragon originally. I think, if my memory is right. Uh, and you, you, what do you need to do? Is there something to do with four sages? Yeah, I, I completely forget. But basically, what we were doing was exploring the continent, trying to get to a new town. So there was the starting town, and then there was a new town up in the northwest, the top left of the map, uh, which was like I think the where the traveling salesman came from and told us to go explore. We went over there. I think we bought a new sword, maybe some new armor. We decided to explore down uh, southwest, and we eventually got killed by baddies. So this first episode, what I'm going to do is I'm going to switch on the old Game Boy, like that. Turn on the volume. And I'm just gonna, I'm gonna reacquaint myself with the world a little bit. So um, just stay tuned while I like explore the map for a couple of minutes. Oh, Yuji Hori. Oh, Kira Toriyama. Oh, Koichi Sugiyama. I'm seeing the credits. 
Copyright 2000, this remake, this this port remake. Dragon Warrior 1 and 2. Oh, that music. This is good music. Yeah, so I, uh, I'm just going to explore the world a little bit, reacquaint myself with the character and the controls and the layout of the continent. So I'm just going to cut, uh, cut back in when the first interesting thing happens. Oh, shit. All of my game data has been wiped. Why is that? What the fuck? Dragon Warrior 1? Yeah. All my saves are gone. Oh, that's a problem. Maybe I'm not able to play this game. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, no, I can't do this. If there's something wrong with the cartridge, and it's just gonna wipe my save files periodically, then I can't be playing this. So wow, this is one of those little ex existential moments where I realise this isn't gonna be an episode. <laughs> and there's no reason to keep on talking. So bye bye, non-listeners. <laughs> Hello! Oh, fuck. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Daniel K's Let's Plays. Uh, I think this is episode 12, although it could easily be episode 11 of Daniel K's... Fucking hell, what am I doing? <clears throat> Hello and well... Hello and welcome to Daniel K's Let's Plays. Episode negative 12, I think. Although it might be episode negative 11 because I'm a little bit lost in my brain as far as which number I'm on. Um, I'm not going to do Castle of the Winds this episode uh, because, yeah, it was getting a little dull just dying and dying and dying over and over again. I am going to come back to it because I do genuinely love th that game or I have grown to love it over the course of recording this Let's Play series, um, which is a special thing. Uh, but I have my PS Vita here. I just opened it up, uh, hit the on button, because I thought maybe I would load up the next episode of Touch My Katamari and play that. But <laughs> unfortunately, the video game file for Touch My Katamari is on a separate uh, PS Vita SD card. Uh, and what I have here instead is Terraria, which I was in the middle of playing. So maybe I'm going to just keep on fucking playing it. You know, you can't tell me what to do. You're all the way over wherever the hell you are. Unless you're my wife who's listening, in which case you might be in the living room or at the hospital or wherever the hell you are. And you can probably tell me to play um, Katamari. But, you know, oh, it's too late now. This episode occurred in the past for you. It's happening right now as I speak for me, but it's in the past for you. All right. Um... So yeah, I have no idea if Terraria is really fucking played out and every single Let's Player plays it, but you know what? Every single podcast Let's Player hasn't played it because I'm the goddamn only goddamn one. And if you see anybody else who says that they're a podcast Let's Player, you call them a liar and then you shun them from your friend circle because please have loyalty to me. <laughs> please, please don't unsubscribe. Oh, I need the attention. I had my first ever day of no listens whatsoever today. Oh, and it cut me deep. 
Oh, there's nothing worse than being ignored, is there? Oh, I guess being stabbed in the stomach could be much, much worse than being ignored. Yeah, I'd rather be ignored than a great deal of things. So actually, maybe I should... <laughs> maybe I should shut up and be happy being ignored because the world is a callous and uh, unfair place. I might get eaten by a lion in the street. I hope the microphone... <laughs> I hope the microphone is close enough to my to my mouth uh, such that I can be heard clearly. Um, the microphone. Yep. It's definitely a microphone I'm speaking into and not my telephone. It's a phone, nevertheless. That's what phone is short for. All right, here's Terraria. Um, I've played a whole bunch of this... Uh, where the hell am I? I'm up in a sort of snowy peak. I mean, I realize this game is all about deep mines and pits and holes and stuff, but I find myself in up the top of a mountain where I wanted to build like a castle. Um, I've been playing for a couple of hours and I have a bunch of gold. Um, Alright. I can be pretty straight with you guys. I can be honest with you. I'm. This is the trial version because I haven't spent 20 bucks on this game yet. I wanted to download the trial version, see if I like it. Yeah, I like it. I'll definitely pay for the game, but I'm still playing in the little trial version island that they give you to play in. It's a pretty big place to play in, and I've explored pretty much all of it. Um, I found that I had explored all the underground sections. You know, I dug down, I found some pots, I smashed the pots, killed some buzzards and some zombies, found some ore, I mined the ore, found some bats and slimes. Uh, and then I came back up and I was like, hmm, I wonder what's like on the surface of this island instead of just beneath it. And I found this big tall mountain place where I'm going to build a castle. Uh, so yeah, welcome to Daniel Builds a Castle, the simulator. Uh, the, the let's play. Oh my god, this isn't going to work. This is not a game that I can talk over and, uh, and speak at the same time as... I'm pulling the plug! Well, what am I going to do with this solid gold which I've just recorded? Oh, fuck. <laughs> I've wasted my time. That's okay. That's okay. There's no reason to continue recording. This is the drunkest I've been recording an episode. I'm afloat. It doesn't come across, though, does it? Nah, you can't tell. Nah, I'm sober as a motherfucking nun. Walking down to the nun house. With all my nun friends. Fucking hell, ten minutes? I can't even make this a bonus episode or anything. Oh shit, <laughs> it's five minutes. I looked at the number five. <laughs> and in my head I said ten. Alright, sober Daniel. Are you listening to me? Don't put this at the end of an episode. Don't do it, man. It's not funny. It's fucking played out to be drunk. No one thinks it's funny. You're not saying anything funny either. Come on, think of some jokes. Have I ever made up a joke which is original? No. No, I haven't. So I can't pull one out of my head now to say. So, yeah. This is a stretch, a six-minute stretch of audio, which is devi devoid, devoid of, any of any journey, of any anything interesting. Uh, any poetry, any humour, any entertainment, it's a nothing. I've made a little nothing. Well, fuck me dead. God damn it. Bye, everyone.
I'm going to hit stop on the recording now because, oh, it's for my own good that I stopped. <laughs> <clears throat> Hello ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a very impromptu episode of Daniel Kay's Let's Paints. I'm, uh, this is, yeah, this is the old series where, um, I'm, I, I use Microsoft Paint to make pictures, and I record myself doing it. Just the process of making a picture. I haven't thought about what to draw. I didn't even plan out on, on doing this. Uh, I just have my microphone already plugged in and, and figured, hey, let's just, I don't know, dive in for no reason. Uh, quickly change the width to 1920 by 1080. Uh, done. It's 96 dpi for some reason. What a weird thing for it to be. Zoom out to 50%. I can see the whole field. <clears throat> and what should we... What should we draw? I've got no idea. Uh, let's just go completely out of our heads. I'm going to start with... Oh, I just accidentally made a mark. with. The, I'm, I'm, it, previous episodes of this series had me drawing with the touchpad on the laptop, the laptop touchpad. I'm using this gaming mouse, which I adopted from a friend of mine who's more of a gamer than I am. and It's real sensitive, this mouse, and I'm still not used to it. And I accidentally drew a little, a tiny little curve down there. I'm going to keep that. I like accidents when they happen in your in your drawings. Um, yeah. What could this tiny curve be? It's kind of in the lower right-hand quarter of the screen. And it's a little quarter circle. A slightly off quarter circle. Could almost be the wheel of a car... If we were to finish it off like this, we'll continue the curvature and make this into a uh, flat cylinder and then add a little hubcap detail here. Yeah. Oh man, it's just as hard to draw with the mouse as it is to draw with the touchpad. And now we'll do kind of like a mud guard here. Man, real chunky, ugly, ugly drawing. Uh, I'm making quite a complicated blocky mudguard on top of it. We've got a wheel with a mudguard. And now I guess I need to draw some kind of vehicle around this wheel with a mudguard. Um, I'm making it very, 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 very thick blocky material that this vehicle is built out of. Maybe metal or something. Man, it's really hard to do diagonals with this mouse. I've just drawn a massive shape coming off the wheel. And now let's extrude this shape into a 3D object. Like this. Great. Wonderful. Yeah. There we go. And now let's continue drawing the vehicle around this shape. No, this episode isn't going anywhere. Oops. Oh, that's interesting. When you hit the right click key in Microsoft Paint, the uh, line you're drawing deletes itself. That's no good. 
Okay, so the the big shape which I drew on top of the wheel is, if you imagine a massive thick block letter T, uppercase T, almost like a crucifix, a big thick crucifix, but without the top bit, like if you just knocked knocked off the top of the cross. And then you went further and you knocked off uh, the leftermost arm, so it's basically like an upside down L, a big thick blocky upside down L shape, um, a big almost like a big sculpture of an upside-down L, a big, thick, extruded, thick thing. And it's sitting on this uh, really chunky, thick platform, which used to be the kind of mud guard. And then right below it is one little wheel. Hmm. Yeah, that's what I've drawn. Well, see you next time. Bye. <laughs> testing, testing. Yada yada yada, a blada blada blada. How's it going? Daniel K's Let's Plays here. Oh, what a hack fraud I am, son of a bitch. Bye bye. <laughs>
that's just like my default. When I go, I want to watch a movie, I just watch Porco Rosso. And I think it's because I used to watch it with my dad all the time when I was a little kid. Like, yeah, maybe that, maybe that's it. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, it's a movie which is just pure escapism for me. The, uh, the setting in the Adriatic Sea in, what, the 30s? The 20s? The 30s? The 30s, I think. All the, uh, all the uh, seaplane pirates are um, uh, ostracized Austro-Hungarians uh, from the First World War whose empire crumbled uh, when they lost the war and they turned to piracy. That's kind of the backstory which never really comes up in the movie. Uh, yeah, and I'd watch it with my dad and i go, Oh, wow, that's a really cool plane. And he'd go, Yes, that's a really cool Savoia S21. Segoya? Savoya? I forget. He, uh, yeah, he, my dad respected the film. Maybe that's the reason I love it so much. Because he'd go, wow, look at, you know, the detail on that engine in the background of this, of this, um, of this shop that Porcaroso is visiting and all this stuff. Uh, yeah, but the Gina news that I, oh, fucking hell. I'm going to start from scratch. This is going to be... Well, four minutes of wasted time. Sorry, everyone. Well, sorry myself. Bye-bye. Hello, and welcome to Daniel K's Let's Plays. This is going to be episode negative 15 and a half, I think. Or like negative 15 part A. No, negative 15 B. Because negative 15A will be a Katamari episode. And so negative 15B will be this um, Castle of the Winds let's play. We're going to rejoin Gina in her adventure through the second story of this dungeon, which we've all come to know and love. Um, so, yeah. I've just loaded up the save game. Uh, I'm here in the room where I just learned that spell. Um, and I'm just going to keep on, keep on keeping on with Gina. Um, I've actually got some weird Gina news uh, Gina, the character, I named that character after uh, a woman in my favourite film of all time, Porco Rosso, which is a movie, it's the movie I've watched more than any other movie. Um, I don't really like movies, uh, so I don't watch that many movies. And then when I sit down to watch a movie, I always just watch Porco Rosso again. Um, I don't think it is like a perfect film or the best film ever, but it is my favourite film of all time. Uh, probably because I used to watch it with my dad, and it's a, a film that my dad loved and also respected a lot <laughs> because he liked planes and stuff. And I'd go, oh, look, the pig is flying the plane. And he'd go, oh, wow, look, that, uh, <laughs> that Italian... Uh, what? That Italian ex-fascist is flying a Segoia S21. And I go, wow, you're so cool, Dad. This movie's so cool. And I'm still in that mode when I watch it. But I digress. I, st I stole the name Gina from a, a character in that movie. Um, a pretty one-dimensional uh, lady character. Um, I don't think Porco Rosso is passing the Bechdel test anytime soon. Although it does actually try and address uh, issues of sexism. In a slightly simplified way, but, I mean, good on it for trying. Uh, and even though Gina is not, um, yeah, anything more than a wallflower, really, uh, her name is good enough to be attached to this incredible kick-ass character who is delving through this dungeon with me and you listeners. 
Um, oh, shit. I, I started this whole rant, uh, ramble by saying I had Gina News. Uh, the local artsy fartsy theatre, uh, the Aster Theatre here in Perth. Is it Aster or Luna Theatre which is doing it? Well, we're one of the artsy uh, culty film theatres in Western Australia, Perth, Western Australia, is showing like 20 Studio Ghibli films. And I'm going to get tickets to see Porco Rosso on the big screen for the first time. It's always either been VHS, DVD. Um, I should really get it on Blu-ray too. I should put my money where my mouth is. If it's my favourite film, I should... I should really. I've got the the I've got the art of book, and that's fantastic. Um, yeah, what a movie! I'm actually not recommending it. This is not Daniel K recommends. You guys can fuck off and find your own favorite films. There's tons of amazing films out there which are perfectly valid favorite films to have, and Porcaroso is mine, and you'll can't have it. Anyway, let's just get started, shall we? Let's get started. Also, uh, Porcaroso is Michael Keaton, aka. Uh, Batman, a.k.a. Birdman, a.k.a. you know Michael Keaton. And uh, the Texan pilot, Donald Curtis, who he flies against, um, is the Dread Pirate Roberts from Princess Bride. So there you go. And the head of the Mama Ayuda gang is, is Raymond's brother. So as you can tell, I listen to the English dub, not the original Japanese subversion, because the dub is the one I watched as a child, so it's the default in my mind, the way it should be. And the, it's the way it should be. It's Michael fucking Keaton. <laughs> it's goddamn Dread Pirate Roberts, Wesley, farm boy, who's uh, playing this, this Texan with, uh, who, who develops a rivalry, uh, quite a passionate rivalry for Porco Rosso. I like the... Um, I love the, in Porcaroso, I love the relationship between the three kind of main, the main kind of parties. There's Porcaroso and Philo, and then there's Curtis, the American, and then there's the Mama Ayuda gang, uh, and there are all the other uh, seaplane pirates. There's these three kind of groups, and they kind of fit together a little bit. Obviously, Curtis and the Mama Ayuda gang and the Seaplane Pirates are allied together, but it's clear that they don't really like each other. Um, but all of those three groups kind of have to deal with each other, and, and I really like the kind of the relationships that they have with each other in that film. Also, it's really pretty, and the Adriatic Sea in the 30s is... Uh, beautifully rendered. Um, am I going to need to start over? No, fuck it. I'll just edit out some of the shit, which is really boring. How long have I been recording? How long have I been talking about Porcaroso for? This is not the Porcaroso. Holy shit, five minutes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, let's just get fucking started, shall we? Here we are in, um, here we are in this room where I learned to spell, um... All right, uh, so let's see, this room... Oh, haha! The Fog of War works kind of interestingly um, in this game. I've just walked... I'm walking down through this empty room, and there are corridors branching off to the left, and if I've just walked past a corridor, and I can't see into the room next to me, but I can see the enemies and the items which are sort of in my character Gina's line of sight through that door. I can see them appear on the map in the, uh, in the room, the unexplored room next to me. And if I step one step further, boop, like that, past the uh, 
So I'm not in line with the corridor anymore. I can't see the enemy which just popped up. It was uh, a step back. Oh, shit, has disappeared. Okay, you know what? This is a Rhinoff 2. I'm not going to do this. Bye, listeners. Bye. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's me, Daniel Kay, from the Daniel Kay's Let's Plays podcast. The world's first and favorite audio-only video game Let's Play podcast. Hi. Welcome to another episode in the Dan Plays a Weird Old Game Boy ROM uh, series. Uh, previous entrants in the series include Wendy de Traumvon, Arizona. That's a fun one. Spiritual Warfare. That's a fun one. Uh, Robopon, the Pokemon ripoff. Not too sure how I feel about that one. Uh, and so now I, I figured I'd, uh, I've got my cool little Super Nintendo controller here, which, which matches Game Boy controls absolutely beautifully. Um, because the same, the same folks made them, so all the buttons are kind of the same. You know, A and B, start, select, the D-pad, they're all in the same spots. Uh, so it's the perfect tool for playing emulated Game Boy games on, on my computer, while I record a podcast. Uh, yeah, so there are a couple, well, there are two games I could play. Well, there's probably three or four, actually, old ROMs. Uh, but for my Game Boy emulator, there are two games I could load up right now, uh, and I'm really undecided. I could either play a game called... Oh, I'm getting a telephone call, hang on. Oh, sorry, yeah, I had to take a phone call. Where was I? Oh, yeah, so I can either play... There's these two Game Boy ROMs which I've got here, and I can't decide which. I can play a game called Great Greed, or a game called Mysterium. Mysterium, or Great Greed. Which one should it be, listeners? Mysterium or Great Greed? I mean... Mysterium feels like the obvious choice. But then what if Great Greed is the better choice? You know? What if, like, every like everyone would trick... Oh, Mysterium, yeah. I don't know anything about Mysterium. I better check out Mysterium. Like, of course. Everyone's going to pick Mysterium. So maybe I should pick Great Greed. These are games which I don't really know anything about. Uh, I've just looked at the name... I don't know anything about them, so I thought this will be a perfect game to play. I'll, it'll be a great, fun ex- exploration of a game. Um, Mysterium or Great Greed? Do you guys and girls have a preference? I wonder which one you would like to hear about. I tell you what, I'm going to do Mysterium. Maybe the name is like, hey, play me. And I'm like, yeah, okay, and it'll be okay. Yeah. What the hell is this? I've got the emulator open, mysteriumusa.gb, so that's the ROM file. And then over type GB file, date modified, 24th of the 12th, 1996, at 11.32pm. That's the date that this file was modified. That's interesting, isn't it? And that's the ROM file. The RAR file which it came out of was modified 2018, 8th of the 4th, I presume, when I stuck it on the computer. Alright, well, let's just play, let's open up Mysterium. Open. Ooh, I see some nice picture, uh, pixel art. I see a sun with a, an enigmatic face and a black moon glowing, and there are symbols above them. They're superimposed in an environment which is encapsulated in a round frame. And then Mysterium in curly-whirly fancy magic text is above this sort of weird, almost like uh, fey, uh, hedge witch, I don't know. Uh, pagan design almost. It's all in like black and green. Deep, dark, black, green. Uh, and then light green. 
like all Game Boy games are. Yeah, this is a Game Boy game. Uh, the symbols, there's like a s- sort of spinning like helix with a cross at the bottom. Uh, and then there's like a pyramid with another cross at the bottom. And then the sun looks kind of cool. He's got like a uh, kind of knows what he's doing kind of face. All right, let's hit the start button. Click. Mysterium, TM and copyright 1991, ASMIK, ASMIC Corporation of America, licensed by, licensed by Nintendo from Maxis. Licensed by Nintendo. Wow, what a change that will make from playing Spiritual Warfare, where the, the message that comes up when you, when you open Spiritual Warfare is, this game is in no way licensed by Nintendo. Uh, so let's see what that Nintendo seal of approval means for the quality of this game. Hit start. Oh, fuck! I am Morda, caretaker of the Mysterium. It's an ant. This is like a gigantic ant. And he's like wobbling his head and waving his anti arms. Great big eyes on the sides of his like pincered ant's head. And his antennas are like waving around too. And he's talking to me. He or she, I can't tell with an ant. Maybe all, are all ants women? I think maybe all ants are women, or maybe that's bees. Maybe it's both. I know all bees are women, except for a couple drones which just lie around and don't do anything. Uh, I am Morda, says the ant. Hey, next to, to Morda, the ant, there's like a stool which comes up to the ant's midsection, and there's an item on the stool, and I can't tell what it is. It almost looks like an old phone, or it's just like a jumble of pixels. It could be anything. Maybe it's the Mysterium. Alright, anyway, the ant is saying, I am Morda, caretaker of the Mysterium. You must be a highly skilled alchemist indeed, if... Hermetrix sent you to take on this very difficult task. We have proved pools of fire. Oh, we have provided pools of fire, water, acid, and mercury, so that you may transmute what you find and thus create what you will need to solve the mystery of the Mysterium. Thanks, Ant. That's nice of you. Oh, shit! The item on the stool was a scroll. And it's just unrolled and it says welcome on it. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, Release us from the grip of the beast, says the ant. Okay, so I have to solve the mysteries of the Mysterium to release this ant from the grip of the beast. (laughs) Alright. Let's hit the A button to keep on going. Oh my god, I'm in a maze! I was not expecting this, listeners. Holy sh... Holy moly. It's slightly flickery. The art is not quite right. How dynamic is this? What happens if I... Okay, so I'm looking down a corridor. In front of me, I can see items on the ground. Um, Far away from me, there's a wall with a door in it. In between me and the door, there's what looks like a well of fire. Uh, In front of the well of fire, there's a torch on the ground. Behind it, there's a rock with a male symbol on it. And then there's another item further away. What happens if I... Can I turn right? Oh my god! Holy shit! Oh my god! This works beautifully. Okay, this is kind of... This is almost exactly like... This is almost exactly like... uh, Pizza makes games... uh, uh, a game by its cover jam game Saturdays. It controls just like that. Um, so when I hit the right arrow, my character turns its head to the right slightly. So there's a little bit of animation of the head, like my view shifting to the right, and then just click, the whole screen changes to a, a view of a brick wall next to me. If I look to the right, I just see bricks. If I go forward, 
No, nothing. I can turn around and I'm just looking at a, a brick wall behind me. I turn to the right again and now this is the brick wall which was to the left of me before I turned around. I'm kind of spinning around on the spot now. I hit right again and now I'm looking down the corridor. Man, the animation of my character turning its head is beautifully smooth. It's really like a clank and it really is gorgeous. Alright, let's see what happens if I... So up the top left there are... what is this? My my lives? There are three little stick men. Um, in the top middle of the screen there's an arrow pointing to the right or to the east. Does that change when I spin around? It does! Is this my compass? Okay. So I'm facing to the east according to this compass. If I turn to the left, I'm facing north. If I turn back to the right, I'm facing down the corridor at the well and the door, and that's to the east. If I turn around, I'm facing south. Okay, here we are. We're looking back at the door. And to the right, there's what looks like my health. It's a good little uh, black and dark green checkerboard design which looks like a health bar. With a tiny little stripe of brighter green to the far right. And there's a slight jitter it's almost like the screen is glitching a little bit near the top, where every now and again the the lines which are the the map, they kind of uh, freak out a little bit and teleport to the left and to the right and, and jitter. Alright, let's see what happens if I hit the B button. Aim! I'm aiming according to the menu at the top. Uh, I, if I hit the B button again, I stop aiming. Let's see what happens if I hit the A button. Oh! Magic! I guess some sparkles. I shot some sparkles out. That's pretty cool. So what happens if I aim and hit the A button? Sparkles. Oh my god. Oh, I see. When I hit the... When I hit the... Oops. When I hit the... When I'm aiming and I use the arrows to look left and right, I don't... I don't turn around. I just, like, move my head to left and right to sort of pan across the view. Wow, this is amazing. This should be a visual thing. Oh, you guys need to be seeing this, actually. Okay, let's just... Let's go forward. Yep, we're closer to the well. And can I aim and look down? No, I can't. Um, let's just go towards the... Oh, pool of fire. I'm in the pool of fire, I guess. So if I hit A, I just shoot magic. If I hit B, I can aim. Catch. I can't aim down, is the thing. How do I pick up this item to the left of the pool of fire? This rock with the male symbol on. Let's aim and look left. And no, we just shoot magic. Pool of fire. Let's look to the left of the pool of fire. No. Turn around. Oh shit! There's like a gecko where I was standing. Can I aim at the gecko and shoot at it? No. Wow, this is a real complicated game. Let's see what the select does. Inventory, staff, uh, pool of fire, iron, drop, look, use, get. Here we are, holy shit. Your torch is low, oh no. Pause, stat, map, oh man, this is way too complicated. Okay, officially listeners, I'm going to turn down the volume. Mysterium is a lost episode. This is a really visual, really complicated game. Wow, this is amazing. What a game. Um, oh, I don't know what I'll do with this recording. Maybe I'll stick it at the end of something. But listeners, if you ever want... If you're... Okay, let's say you like fantasy. You like uh, dungeon crawlers. 
you like D&D, you like puzzles, check out this old Game Boy game Mysterium, because it is amazing. (laughs) Maybe it's not amazing. Maybe if I just keep on playing, it's just going to be a boring, like... Uh, maze. It's going to be a boring maze with items strewn all around. It's going to be a big long fetch quest. But I guess that's just what a D&D game is. And there'll be monsters thrown in which I have to shoot with my magic staff. Yeah, check check out this game. If it sounds like something you're interested in. Uh, it sounds like something which is just too complicated for me to commentate the audio of. This game does not match the format. This is no spiritual warfare. This is no Putt Putt Goes to the Moon. This is no uh, Pokemon Blue. This is no text adventure. This doesn't match the format. Uh, yeah, hey, thanks for your time. Sorry about that. <laughs> better luck next time, I guess. Better luck finding a better game next time. Bye-bye, everyone. See you later. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's me, Daniel K. How's it going? Uh, yeah, welcome to the Daniel K's Let's Plays podcast, the world's first and favourite audio-only video game Let's Play podcast, the podcast in which I, Daniel K, play video games, like Let's Players, Let's Play, like, um, bah, shall we start again? Fuck it. Like Let's Players do. Like Let's Players do on YouTube, only I do it on a podcast and you can't see what I'm playing. Only this time, you know what game I'm gonna play? Microsoft Paint. You remember I used to do that? Like half a year ago I used to do that. Um, we're just going to open up... I've got to search for it. I don't know where it is on Windows 10. P-A-I-N... Yeah, Paint. Desktop app. Yeah, I'm going to open up Microsoft Paint. Here we go. It should already be set to 10, 1920 by 1080. Uh, let's just go File and double check the settings. Properties. Here we go. 96 dpi, 1920 by 1080. Color, units, pixels, done. Okay, and we'll zoom out a little bit. Yeah. Oh, God damn it! My, my shortcut, my control minus, my Photoshop shortcut doesn't work in paint. Go to together paint. Um, yeah, so last time we uh, painted a space alien running late for work, and then the time before that we painted a crocodile painting a painting. This time, I've just opened, like, this is totally spontaneous, this episode. I don't know what I'm going to paint. There's not a thought in my head. I didn't know I was going to do this. Frankly, I sat down on my computer. I've got time to record an episode. I never have time to record an episode. I just thought, what am I going to do? I don't have a game prepared. Bang. Paint. Open up MS Paint. I did. And I have no images in my head. Imagism in my head? No images in my head. Um... Uh, so, it's just gonna, let's start with, uh, let's start with a curvy sine wave kind of thing. There we go. I've got, like, imagine a McDonald's M, which has just been squished down. It's kind of in the center of the screen, but it's, uh, slightly to the left, and it's rotated off its axis a little bit. It's like two hills, or it's like, I don't know, if a woman had particularly pronounced breasts and she turned her head to the right so that she was getting the rightermost breasts uh, looking larger because of perspective and the left breast being further away looking a little bit smaller. That's what she would see if she looked down. That's not what I'm going to draw though. I've just started by uh, curing my blank canvas syndrome by by just drawing a line. So the, 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 the beginning of this M, this curvy flat M, 
I'm going to actually just extend this down. I don't really... So this kind of looks like a molar tooth now. You know how the top of a molar kind of has those bumps on it? That That's the, the flat M of before. But it's only because I, I've, I've drawn like the leftermost wall of the molar. It still doesn't have anything to the right. Am I actually going to make this into a tooth? No, I'm not going to. It could actually be a whip. This could be a whip being caught by someone. It's like a long straight line and then it curves... Uh, as it goes along. What else could it be? It could be the curvy bit at the top could be like a top lip of someone screaming and their mouth is open very wide. Hmm. Or it could be... Hang on, let's just... I'm just going to add another line here. I can't even really describe what it is I've done. Not adequately. Really, you need to see what I've just done. I've added a... I'm just sort of doodling in some lines. There we go. Now let's see what happens if we go down like this. And make this a big fat thing. Like this. Okay. Now... Now what does this look like? This looks like two pontoons joined together in the middle. Um, or it looks like an N, the letter N, but the two bars of the letter N are fat. And then the little joiny bit right at the top of the letter N is very thin. So I've made an abstract shape. Um, yeah, to kind of, to try and aid you, you imagining this abstract, this very abstract shape I've just made, I'm going to imagine... Imagine a point in space. And now imagine that point goes up and to the left a little bit in a line. It's going in a line. Not quite straight up and down. It's kind of on a slight diagonal now. And now it's gone along for a couple centimeters. And now it's started to bend around. Almost like it's being bent by a very strong man. And it's almost like a perfect semicircle at the top of that line. And then it goes down like a sine wave. We're heading from right to left along the line now. It, it goes down like into a valley and then it starts to come back up. And then there's a tight little circle as if it's being bent around like a, almost like a perfect semicircle again. It's almost like this is almost like a racetrack seen from above. But then the line, it, it curves around and it could start going straight down here towards the bottom of the paper, but instead it curves around a little bit more and it heads down diagonally. Down, down, down it goes for one, two, three inches until it gets down and it's kind of in line with our starting point. And then it, it goes around another semicircle, the same size as the last one it went around, like as if this line is being bent by a strong man bending an iron bar, and it goes up. It starts going up, and then it could start going straight up, but it doesn't. It keeps curving around once again, and then at a diagonal, it continues up to the northwest. Diagonally, the line goes up again, up, 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 almost until it crosses over itself. But just before it starts to cross over itself, at the point of the line, if you remember before, where it was at a shallow valley, before it crosses over itself at the point of the valley, it curves around again as if being bent. It's a slightly blunter semicircle now, but still a curve. It curves around and starts heading back down again, not straight down, but 
diagonally slightly to the right and down. It goes down, 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 it goes. Uh, and then one last time, it bends around as if being bent. It bends around a semicircle. Um, and around it goes until it's facing all the way back up. And then we've met back up with where we started the shape. And it's totally enclosed. So at that point, it starts to bend back around and continues diagonally back up. Uh, but that is how I started describing the shape. And so now you guys have a very solid idea of this shape. What shall I do? I think I might extrude the shape visually by making it look like this is the profile of an iron bar, which is this shape, and it's just been cut. Imagine it's been severed by a water jet, for example. So I'm going to extrude it with lines going out. I'm going to extrude the bottom bit to make the perspective good. Uh, and then down here. And then there we go. I'm going to make it... A Almost like it's it's a good couple inches thick here. Okay, up, and so I've got to draw, like at the other side. Yeah, I'm gonna draw like this, and like this, like that. Uh, oops, control Z a little bit. Yeah, there we go. And there. Okay, and now it looks like it's kind of been extruded into a block. Kind of crappily done, but oh well. And so what have I what have I done? Is this a shape? No, I'm just drawing abstract shapes. Fuck. I guess the whole point of the last The whole point of the last two was that I drew something recognizable. So what have I done here? This is just an abstract shape. This is nothing. Nothing in the world looks like this. It looks like a, a piece of topography, maybe. God damn it. This is exactly like last time. This is another abandoned episode. Yeah, I'm going to have to stop this, because this is nothing. I'm going to save the audio, but this is going to go in the vault. for After I die, you can release this as a, a, a lost episode of the famous Daniel K's Let's Plays. But fuck this. Exactly the same thing happened last time I tried to do a Daniel K's Let's Paints. I just did nothing. I just did a shape. Nothing. Ah, fuck it. Alright, bye everyone. Okay. <coughs> Hello ladies and gentlemen, it's me, Daniel K, and welcome to another episode of the Daniel K's Let's Plays Podcast, the internet's premier audio-only video game Let's Play podcast in which I, Daniel K, play video games on a podcast. Welcome. Uh, I'm here in my shed, in my hammock, in my dressing gown with my laptop and my recording device, uh, ready to play another one of these game jam games for the... Um, AGBIC Jam, the A Game by its cover, in which indie developers have made video games uh, in about two weeks, um, based on theoretical game cartridge artworks, which uh, previously had no game attached to them. And so these developers have gone, hey, hey, I can make a game based on that uh, that image, that cartridge, and then they've done it. And there have been some great ones so far. Um, and hopefully this will be another great one. I have, uh, yeah, just, uh, selected a game by a developer named Ayuna Gonzalez. I hope I'm pronouncing Ayuna right. Uh, you can follow Ayuna at, uh, at Super Ayuna Butt 
on Twitter. <laughs> and you can download uh, Ayuna's game, Galaxy Garden, at uh, https colon slash slash uh, S-U-P-E-R-A-R-J-U-N-A-B-U-T-T dot I-T-C-H dot I-O slash G-A-L-A-X-Y dash G-A-R-D-E-N dash G-A-M dash B-U-I-L-D Super itch.io slash Galaxy Garden Jam Build. It says butt itch. Butt and itch are right next to each other in this URL. So this is a pretty funny URL as far as URLs go. But anyway, that's beside the point. You should, uh, well, let, let's find out if you should play this game while I, while I play this game. Actually, that's wrong of me to say. I, I should point out, this is not a judgment podcast. This is a me playing a, a game podcast and reporting on on uh, on the events. I, I'm not saying whether the games are bad or good. I'm not saying whether you should or shouldn't. Oh, that's a lie. I've told you whether you should or shouldn't. Well, okay. Uh, I'm losing myself. Alrighty, so yeah, you should probably play this game, I guess. Well, let's let's actually find out. You can judge for yourselves after I've reported journalistically uh, <laughs> on what is what what's what the contents of the games are. Uh, yeah, you can trust me. I'm telling the truth. I, I I have the exe file here. I've just double clicked on it, and I have a whole bunch of options I can change. I've I've specified uh, 1280 by 720 on the screen resolution. Um, I, I've I've heard that this game was made on a Mac, and it hasn't really been tested that much on a PC. Um, but apparently I I, I need to stick to a, a, a 16 by 9 uh, kind of uh, win, uh, resolution. So I, I've selected 1280 uh, by 720, and I'm going to hit the old play button right now. We're going to see what happens. Let's see what happens together, listeners. Here goes play. Click. Made with Unity. The Unity logo. We are loading, I guess. What nice music. Okay, Galaxy Garden. I'm looking at the title screen. I see uh, uh, the black expanse of space. Uh, divided by a purple arc, which uh, pierces my screen in a horizontal kind of fashion, and then Galaxy Garden is written in in white, curvy-wurvy text in the middle of the screen. Uh, And there are several fruits floating around in space. I say floating, they're fixed images. Uh, Pixel art of fruits. It's interesting. Uh, This whole image is... uh, I'm trying to think of the right word. It's covered in in almost artifacts. It's it's as if it's been made in in paint and then compressed. Or yeah, it's like a very heavily compressed image. The 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 colourful pixel out of the fruit is is surrounded by a kind of noise or haze, as if it's slightly uh, subliming away into smoke at the edges. I can't tell. I think it might be a deliberate choice to to have these artifacts surrounding the images because it looks good. It, it lends a kind of noise and a kind of, uh, I don't know, organicness to the image that you wouldn't get in straight, sharp, uh, defined pixel art. 
So I, I see instructions here on the screen. Click to start. Um, click to start. That's what I'm doing now. Clicking to start. Click. There we are. Okay, I'm looking at a starscape. A blue, yellow, and red colored stars a pepper the environment. The pepper, pepper, <laughs> a pepper the field, the black field of space in front of me. Uh, and in the middle of this starscape is a green and blue planet. It looks like a, a, a mostly green planet, lots of land on this planet, but with some rivers, uh, tributaries, lakes, no oceans. Uh, yeah, and then surrounding this planet, on the planet's surface, there are some things. I don't know what they are. Uh, space planter, I guess. Fertilizer 9, moisture 9. Okay, so this is a resource kind of game. Uh, how do I... Can I click and drag around to look around the, the, the field? No, let's see what happens if we just click on this planet. Click. Oh. Okay. Oh, I see. I can click and drag to rotate the planet around. That makes sense. Great. Let's click on what one of these shapes. These sort of it's kind of like a brown. Looks almost like a sack full of hay, with uh, some colourful, colourful ribbon or tie around the topmost uh, <laughs> opening of the sack. Uh, I might be wrong about that. I might be reading these pixels completely wrong. Let's click and find out. Click. Calendula One. Is that the name of the planet? I guess. Man, this is hard to understand. I don't understand this at all. Okay, this might be the first lost episode. I think maybe... I think maybe this is the wrong game. I think maybe I need to stop. Alright, and hopefully this will be another great one. Um, yeah. I have just selected a game called Open World. Openworld.exe by Julian Cordero. You can follow Julian uh, at... Or Julian? Man, I'm so bad with names when I'm doing these things. At Soul Importer on Twitter. S-O-L-I-M-P-O-R-T-A. And you can download... You can download the game yourself at HTTPS colon slash slash... S-O-L-I-M-P-O-R-T-A dot I-T-C-H dot I-O slash O-P-E-N dash W-O-R-L-D. Yeah, you can download the game yourself and play it, and you can uh, chuck Julian two bucks, just like I did. Uh, Julian now has 2.65 more Australian dollars in the old bank account. So yeah, let's see how this game goes. So I've just double-clicked the .exe file. As always, Windows has a problem. Let's go run anyway. And we're now loading the game. Okay. Oh, graphics quality basic. Okay, sure thing. Open world configuration. Uh, the input. WASD, blah, 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 blah. Screen resolution 1366 by 768. Sure thing. Uh, let's just hit the play button. Play! So, open world. Uh, made with Unity. Open world. WASD plus mouse. I'm looking at the title screen. I hear uh, insect noises and the crashings of waves, but I see nothing except a black screen with thin white letters. 
saying the words open world and then instructing me in how to play the game and with what controls. So, oh, buy soul importer. Nice. Uh, let's, I guess, hit the space bar or the click of the mouse. Click the mouse. Click. Here we are. The blackness fades away and we find ourselves on some kind of island with terracotta sand and a beautiful blue water stretching away. And a, uh, yeah, some kind of palm tree. I uh, can walk towards the palm tree. This is like a 3D... I'm looking at a 3D kind of textureless environment. Everything is three modelled in 3D, but uh, there is no shadow, there's no texture. It's solid colours. It's kind of beautiful. Yeah, it's really beautiful, but it would be really hard to... It would be really easy to lose things in this environment. Like, I can look down... If I look down at my feet, suddenly the entire screen is just one solid colour. And that's like a sort of pink-orange terracotta colour. I can look up at the sky, and suddenly the entire screen is nothing but a solid, uh, beautiful sky blue. Um, but looking around myself, I'm in what looks like sand dunes? Yeah, this kind of uh, pink terracotta sand dunes. And I know, listeners, looking at the topography of the land, that these sand dunes undulate up and down, and they have hills and valleys. I can't see any of the details. All I can see is a big sort of pink shape. Only at the point of the horizon can I see the shape of the hills. I can't see... Like, there could be an enormous, like, hole in the ground in front of me, and I, I wouldn't be able to see it because, you know, the terracotta at, in, in the walls of the hole and the ground of the hole is all the same colour, so it shows up as just one solid colour, no shadows. Yeah, I hope I've described everything adequately to start with. Uh, the island is much bigger than I thought it was to begin with. Uh, behind me, it sort of stretches away. The whole colour thing makes it impossible, really, to judge the distance. All I can go by is that the palm trees on the top of the hill, uh, sort of on the horizon, which is the furthest point of the island I can see away from me, they're pretty small palm trees. It looks like that's maybe quite far away. Uh, all right, let's just walk around. I wonder what happens if I walk into the water. Will I fall into the water and die? Oh, this is interesting. Uh, yeah, let's 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 find out together. Da, 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 da. I'm walking into the water. Oh, yep. I'm. I can swim. Great. That's nice. So this is me swimming away from the island. I'm just gonna swim away from the island. Bye bye island. Goodbye beautiful orange pink island. With lovely calming breeze and palm trees. Can I sink down? No, I, I'm a buoyant person. I'm a very buoyant person. Yeah, I, I can't I can't uh, swim down under the water at all. Alright, I've just swum back to the island. Okay, let's walk around this little, this first dune here. Ah, and there is something on the ground here. Good. Uh, great. I'm I'm glad it's made nice and easy for me to co to to see right away. All right, it is a a dark blue rectangle. It looks like an iPad. <laughs> oh, uh, instructions have appeared on the screen. Hit space. I'm going to hit space to pick up this thing. Can you hear that, listeners? Oh my gosh. Okay, this humming electrical equipment in front of me. This. Uh, wow. It's almost like 
I don't really know how to describe this properly. This is almost like Pokemon Go. This is like augmented reality. I can hold the uh, the tablet up in front of me, right? And it shows a vision of the dunes in front of me. But now I can see texture. It's like they have shadows. They've got light. I can see the undulations of the dunes. It, it, it's more, much more detailed than... Uh, than I'm given in the real world, almost. looked I, I like looking through the screen. Uh, I think I can hit space to throw my tablet away, it just said, or click the mouse button to... Th This is another really complicated game. It's much more vis. Yeah. I think I'm done. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Daniel K's Let's Plays. This is episode negative nine, in which I am going to play my PlayStation Vita again. Ladies and gentlemen, let me confess something to you directly. I'm deeply intoxicated. Ah, oh, I'm possessed of the demon drink. I have drunken too much. Now I realize it's it's uh it's terribly hacky to rely on alcoholism for a comedic purpose. I'm reminded of when I was a small child pretending to be drunk <laughs> as a ribald's equipped amongst my classmates. Oh, and it's pretty shit when you when the punchline to any joke is that someone is drunk. So please, uh, let me, let me, oh, let me delete this episode and start over. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to episode negative nine of Daniel K's Let's Plays, the only podcast in which a person plays video games and dictates uh, what he sees and hears on his video game journey so that you might follow along at home doing whatever you're doing. Now, in the last episodes I was intoxicated in a hammock. It's been several days since I recorded those episodes, but now I come back to you listeners intoxicated, not in a hammock, but in my bed at home, alone, with my wife away. I have the house to myself, just me and the three cats and this glass of sangria, because I'm a classy motherfucker. I call it sangria. They're not goonbag. Um, oh, forgive me. It's a hacky joke to be uh, relying on drunkenness as the punchline to a joke. I've said joked twice in a row. <laughs> that was a mistake. Um, fuck, fuck, fuck. I have to delete this one too. God damn it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hello, and welcome to episode negative nine of Daniel K's Let's Plays. You may remember in the last episode, I was in a hammock. It's now been some time since that episode, and I'm not in a hammock. It's been several days, but coincidentally, I am intoxicated. I'm drinking some delicious sangria, Shiraz and orange juice. It's the classiest uh, anything. I'm going to play Katamari. Touch my Katamari. Um, uh, normally I would have 
a a level pre-loaded, pre-organized, pre-opened for you so that I could give an introduction to this fine podcast and then immediately say, all right, let's play the game. And then I'd open up the game console, my PlayStation Vita, my trusty portable PlayStation Vita, and there would be a, a level ready to play. This time I haven't done that. I don't have the forethought. I didn't have the forethought, the wherewithal. The um, the foresight to organise a level ready to play. So I'm going to have to start it up now, and you'll hear it. Hear that? Hear that fucking bullshit? It's the goddamn fucking opening sequence of the video game. I haven't organised it beforehand. I'm going to now... Oh, touch the screen because it's asking me to touch it. I'll load previous save instead of starting new game. And I should be able to find myself... Here we are on the goddamn homeworld. I'm going to navigate through the homeworld until I find a new page, which I haven't played yet. No, I've played that one. Uh, here we are. Reached 200 meters in 11 minutes? Fuck no, sir. That sounds like too much of a thing. Uh, no, I've played you before. No, 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 no. What the fuck is this? Okay. There is a... Um, I need to stop. This is goddamn garbage. This is not a good podcast episode. I'm not going to do this to you, listeners. Goodbye. Goodbye. I'm pulling the fucking plug. Fucking goddamn shit. This whole fucking experience. Fucking goddamn everything. Um, hello, ladies and gentlemen, it's me, Daniel Cage, from the Daniel Cage Let's Plays podcast. The podcast where you already know what podcast you're listening to because you've probably listened to other episodes of the podcast. If you haven't, I apologise. I explain the uh, concept behind this podcast in other episodes of the podcast. Pretty much in every single other episode of the podcast, in fact. So just listen to the start of any other episode and then, hey, come back on over to this episode. Why not, you know? Um, yeah, I'm here... Sitting on my couch, my big black IKEA couch. It's 9:23 p.m. on a uh, Thursday night, and I have a game to play. I'm going to play a game. Um, listeners, on the subject of playing games, sorry, that was my cat doing a little shake. Uh, and also in the background, you might be able to hear my washing machine. I'm doing a load of washing, so if it starts to beep, or if you, I should say, so if you hear a beeping noise. So if you hear a beeping noise, then listeners, this is my washing machine. Don't worry about it. Nothing to worry about at all. Anyway, yeah, on on the topic of uh, playing video games, listeners, I uh, I'm a person who actually doesn't play that many video games. Probably a whole bunch of you do play video games. Probably you, Pizza. You probably play video games. Bassem from the Turtle Power Pod. You probably play video games. You know. Everyone probably plays video games. You've probably all got switches and you you know, it's sitting around on your consoles or on your gaming machine computers and you play a bunch of video games. I don't really play that many video games. I love video games and they uh yeah, they they uh they all many of them constitute uh beautiful wonderful memories for me. Uh and so a lot of the games I play in this podcast you'll notice have been uh, games that I've already played, but as a child, and I'm reliving them. This game is no different. This is a game which I played a lot as a kid. It's a game I played over at my dad's house on one of his weird old computers. 
Uh, it was a game that uh, my dad got for me and set up because it's a Star Wars game. And my relationship to Star Wars is, uh, yeah, it's pretty much my relationship to my dad. Like, um, he showed me, uh, he, he had old VHS copies of uh, Star Wars, the original Star Wars, aka A New Hope, and uh, and Return of the Jedi. I don't think we had a copy of uh, Empire Strikes Back. But what we did have is a whole bunch of those old, like, X-Wing games and such not uh, on... Uh, on on one of the old uh, computers which we played which we played on together and one of the games which I played myself was this game called Yoda Stories now Yoda Stories I haven't I I consume a lot of media right I listen to a whole bunch of podcasts I watch YouTube I I uh, I hear people talk about things yeah I haven't really heard much about Yoda Stories and I listen to some pretty hardcore we love Star Wars podcasts and no one's mentioning Yoda stories. What's up with that? You know, Yoda stories is like a top-down, procedurally generated adventure game, which was made in 1997. And then, uh, so I, I tried my best to find a copy of this game online for free. I don't really, I don't do, I don't torrent anymore since uh, here in Australia there was like a big crackdown on on torrenting, uh, and and people were getting pulled up for it. Uh, and obviously the solution is to get a VPN uh, to, to make myself sort of, you know, a bit a bit more more hard to uh, to to, uh, to to catch out torrenting. But I can't be bothered. I can't be bothered paying for a VPN. And my understanding of uh, free VPNs like Ola is that they're despicable scams which are gonna fuck me in the end because uh, you know. <laughs> because of all kinds of complicated reasons. So yeah, I, I don't torrent anymore. Um, so maybe like a year or two ago, it would have been real easy for me to just find this game immediately. Oh, Yoda stories. Here it is. Download, download, download. And now I'm playing. But because I'm trying to find legitimate sources for these games, it's become very, very difficult. The only one I could find, and it's not that legitimate, but it kind of, it's more legitimate than, than uh, piracy, is Abandonware. There's a, a, uh, well, not Abandonware. (sighs) The only thing, the only way, place I could find it, which was legitimate, I mean, you know, and it's, I guess I should say just more legitimate than uh, than piracy, is uh, is a ROM. I, I, this game was ported onto the Game Boy Color, and then there's a Game Boy Color ROM available online uh, for Yoda Stories. So I'm going to be playing the, the Yoda Stories Game Boy Color port on my computer here. I uh, have my Game Boy Color emulator, which I played those Despicable Moomin game uh, episodes on recorded for of yes the thing I did you remember I used this program BGB the Game Boy Color emulator and now I'm going to use it again to play Yoda stories so I don't I, I haven't tried playing this I haven't done much reading up on it or anything like that um, so I'm just going to start playing it no research no pre-play no nothing like that so I don't remember anything really about this game except the format that it takes and the fact that it it can kind of is it's a a little bit random how this game goes you can sometimes be on i guess hoth the ice planet uh or sometimes you can be in dagobah the swampy place or you can be somewhere else i think it's kind of random what kind of what kind of biome you'll be playing in 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 each instance of the game so let's just hit enter on this yoda stories rom like that 
see what the volume's going to be like. Copyright 1999, Lucasfilm Limited. THQ, trademark. No sound yet. Don't know how loud it's going to be. Taurus Games, www.taurus.com.au. Oh. Yoda Stories. I wonder if that was slipped in there by the... That's weird that there was an Australian web address in this game. Why was that there? I might need to visit taurus.com.au at the end of this... uh... Yeah. Wait, is there no sound? I'm looking at credits. Where's the sound? Have I disabled sound? Hang on. Enable sound. Oh, Jesus. Why did I have sound disabled? Yeah, I'm watching credits. The credits are uh, appearing over a, <laughs> a, a pretty cool pixel art uh, portrait of Yoda. It's, it's Yoda in a three-quarter view. He's kind of shrouded in shadow. Uh, let's just hit A to start the game. Yoda Stories. I think even though this game is called Yoda Stories, I swear, like, I'm I'm playing as Luke, aren't I? New game or password? I don't remember a password in the original game, in the PC version of the game. Uh, let's hit A on the old new game. There we are. Okay, I see uh, Yoda is looking at Luke. Hello, Luke. Troubled I am. Interrupt your training, we must. Uh, your mercenary friend, Han Solo, knows little of the Force, yet vital to the Rebellion have he and his ship become. Why this is, so is, beyond a Jedi Master's understanding. <laughs> Exclamation mark. No matter, Jabba's agents have impounded thee Millennium Falcon. I'm looking at text scroll up above these uh, the pair's head, but it's scrolling real fucking slowly. On Tatooine! Three exclamation points. Wow, Yoda's excited. Again, rescue him you must, and free the Falcon. Take this power coupling. You will need it to complete the task. So rescue him again. So I, I guess this is taking place... After we rescue Han Solo from Jabba the first time, which was in Return of the Jedi. Alright, so I'm given an item. The uh, the sprite of the power coupling is just kind of levitating between uh, Yoda and Luke. Luke's face looks... he looks kind of worried, to be honest. What do I do? Hit enter? Okay, here we are, we're starting. Entering Imperial Star System. Okay, and then a little X-Wing flies past. That's the loading screen. Oh, cool! Here we are! Jesus Christ, this this game music has to come down a little bit. Alright. Oh man, the controls. <laughs> yeah, I've got some arrows which I'm using to, to move around the screen. I'm looking kind of top-down on a dry, barren, desert-ish kind of uh, spaceport. My X-Wing is parked on this kind of uh, baked clay brick... Uh, runway. Some random NPCs are kind of wandering around. There's an R2 unit of some kind, I don't know what. And there's what looks like a Jawa here. A little Jawa in a brown hood. Um, but my character 
to move around, man, he looks real awkward. When I hit the arrows and my character turns around, he doesn't move forward, he just like... So I'm, I'm facing to the left now, listeners. If I hit the, the D key, which is my arrow to the right, my character doesn't walk to the right, he turns around. And it's animated slightly, like he turns around a little bit. So there's a little bit of a delay. Oh, and I, I, I hold it down and he walks. Oh, this is weird. Oh, this is really weird. You know that thing where you uh, hold down the arrow key and your character walks, but then you run up against a wall, you know? And, and your character just kind of, like, runs up against the wall forever and ever and ever? That doesn't happen in this game. I just... I just found out. So if I run towards my X-Wing now, uh, and and the X-Wing, X-wing gets in the way, then... Um, uh, Luke just kind of, he automatically runs around the X-Wing. Like, he'll start to run up. So, it, it, will it work on this building too? Let's see. Oh, no. I, I just stop against the building. I guess when it's like, when there's one square blocked in front of me, he'll automatically, uh, he'll automatically uh, run around the square. All right, I've just accidentally, I, I've walked up against the front of the X-Wing and Luke is trying to talk to me. He says, oh, the ship is secure and I still have a... I still have a job to do. Okay, cool, man. Is this a droid? Let's see what this is. No, that's nothing. It's just like a pylon, which I thought was like a like 2-1-B, the medical droid. There's what looks like some kind of weird uh, cone-headed stormtrooper here. Let's talk to them. They say, move along. Okay, there's a... Uh, what is this? A banther? A big green sort of dinosaur here. Let's, let's talk to it. Nope. Uh, I can't talk to it. Uh, there's a Jawa running around. Let's try and catch and talk to the Jawa. No, the Jawa doesn't want... Oh, shit! Oh, fucking hell! Oh, when I hit B, I swing my lightsaber around. Okay, cool. It's a blue lightsaber. It's like dark blue. Uh, yeah. I wonder if I can kill this Stormtrooper. Nope. Nope, I can't. I just swing the lightsaber and it doesn't do anything. Alright, there's a, a, a sort of hut here, an adobe hut. Let's try and enter it. Nope, I can't enter it. It's just a fake doorway, I guess. Alright, so what happens when we leave the area? Oh, it's just like... Okay, it's just like Legend of Zelda listeners. Uh, when I walk down far enough to exit the kind of screen, it just flops over to another screen. Yeah, this is just like... Um, this is just like Zelda 1, you know? Alright, I'm in a kind of... Barren junkyard with crap strewn all around. Junk. Uh, I've walked up against a piece of junk on the ground. It says, Luke says, look at this wreck. Hey, there's an old locator in here. Okay, cool. I got an item. Great. Yeah, a locator. I wonder how I use a locator. I can't use... I've hit the star. Power coupling... The locator isn't listed in my items. That's weird. What's the, oh, the map. I can... Uh, uh, how do I exit? Okay. Yeah, I can look at the map if I want. Uh, let's try exiting this uh, junkyard kind of scene over to the right. Ah, oh, sand people. Oh, and there's bugs on the ground. What the hell are they doing bugs here? I just killed a bug. That was pretty cool. Yeah, there are... Um, Native Tatooinas, the Gorphus, with their pungy sticks and their weird face. Oh shit, are they fucking shooting at me? Holy shit. I killed one of them. Oh my god. I just waved my lightsaber at him and he disappeared. Oh fucking hell, they're firing at me. Oh shit, they're shooting like lasers and stuff at me. 
Okay, let's let's try and run up there and, sh and kill him with my laser sword. Oh, my health is going down. Shit, stop! I can't, I can't get up that way. It looked like a way I could go, but it's a dead end. Oh man, they're really hard to get to. Shit, there's tons of them. I'm I'm really failing pretty miserably, listeners. Oh, they're really shooting me. I killed. Okay, come and kill you, little bastard. I got him. Man, he he wrecked me. He ruined my day, but I got him. Okay, two more of them. Oh, two in a row I got, but I, I just can't kill them without them doing me damage. Luckily, Luke, I guess, is an absolute tank. I've got... Oh, shit! Oh, fuck, and another one's come up and... Yeah, I got him. I've just about cleared this location. Ah, uh, there's one last bug left on the screen. Why am I killing bugs? I don't understand. But, uh, yeah. Alright, so this is a cleared area of the map now. Let's move over to the right. Oh, an oasis! There's like green grass on the ground. This is actually pretty kind of beautiful. Yeah. Uh... Okay, uh, is there anything I can... What is this? There's like an alien, kind of pill-headed brown, empty-socketed alien. I'm, I've run up and talked to him. Hold up there, kid. This is private property, and I charge a fee to pass. In this case, a sample of Ryle. Of Rill? A sample of Rill. Well, I don't have a sample of Rill. If I find a sample of Rill, I'll be sure to come back here. Well, there's nothing I can do. Let's have a look. Okay, he's marked on the map as like a... Like a... There's a gate symbol or a wall symbol on this, this section of the map. Uh, I can go to the west. There's a handy little indicator down the bottom right-hand uh, side of the screen, listeners, which shows me... Oh, there's another bug up here which I missed when I was killing those uh, sand people. Let's get him. Okay, cool. Done. Yeah, uh, there's an indicator which shows me which directions I can go in to explore. Uh, so I can go south, east, or west from this uh, sand people encampment. I've been to the east, I've been to the west, I haven't been south yet. Let's go down south. Trees! What are trees doing on Tatooine? That's so weird. There's a ring of trees. Green trees. Uh, and inside the ring there's grass on the ground. And there's some machinery to the west of them. Let's have a look at the machinery. I guess it makes sense. There's, there's, mo there's moisture farmers on Tatooine. So maybe there's moisture too. Uh, here we are. Luke is... I've walked into the circle. Into the middle of the circle. Luke is speaking. It's so green. You'd think there'd be water. Yeah. I think there is water. Uh, so is this like a puzzle or something? Or... It's so green, you'd think there'd be water. Okay. Uh, let's have a look on the map. Yeah. Oh, this is weird. Okay, I'm looking at my map, listeners, and I can hover over different locations. Uh, where the, the area of the map where I found the locator in amongst the piles of junk. I hover the cursor over that area of the map, and it says dot 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 solved. So I obviously have done everything I need to do in that area. Here, where the oasis is, I hover my uh, cursor over it, and it says find the force. So I need to do something forcey here. I don't know how though. How do I? How am I going to try hitting this button? Nope, that's not it. Nope, my lightsaber doesn't do it. Uh, enter. No, the power coupling doesn't help me. 
Okay, I guess I just need to leave this area and come back when I know the force. Uh, I can leave to the west, listeners. I haven't been this way. Okay, snakes on the ground. I'm in a, a really cruddy piece of desert with rocks all around. And, uh, like, pillars of earth. Uh, spires, stalactites creeping up from under this disgusting tan-coloured sa- sand. Uh, there are... Oh, there's like a weird stingray, a red stingray alien wandering around here. Oh, shit, a fucking... Jesus Christ, a tentacle's coming up from the ground and it's attacked me. I don't think I can kill that. I just need to look out for it in the future and avoid it. Let's kill this weird horseshoe stingray. Oh, man, it's done me a real bad injury. Oh, it's really hard to get with my lightsaber. He keeps on evading me. It's really fun. I got it. I got it. Okay, cool. Is there anything special about this place? No, there's nothing on the map. I think this is just a Nowheresville. With just... All there is here is some enemies to fight. Okay, let's go up north. Um, Alright, this is the kind of junkyard area where I found that item, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And there's like a... There's a droid running around here. A little blue... A uh, little blue droid, not doing anyone any harm. I'm not going to hurt him. I can go north, east, south, or west, but the only place I haven't been is west. Let's go west. Oh, more sand people. Oh, I'm going to get you. Oh, shit. Two of them are ganging up on me and they're shooting me with their lasers. Oh, god damn it! I'm on almost half health now. I think I should be able to um, regain my health somehow. Man, this game sucks. How the hell did I play this as a child? I don't understand. It's just like you get in the vicinity of an enemy and your health just starts going down and you pound the attack button and eventually they die even if though even if you're not like even if you're not really facing them. All right, I've cleared out all the sand people in this area, all of the Tatooiners. So I can either go northwest or back the way I came. So let's go west first. I'm going to go down this kind of uh, this kind of hill here and go west. Ah! There's a, a big, bony, long skeleton. It's a crate dragon from uh, from A New Hope, I guess. I can't do anything with it. It's just decoration, just like in just like in the movie. So if I have a look at the map, no, there's nothing uh, nothing on the map. So this is just a big, empty bit of desert here, which has randomly been generated in this game. Uh, I can go west, south, or north, or back the way I came to the east. So let's go west again. Oh, like a town. I'm in a town. Um, okay. Let's sort of walk around this town. Is this a doorway? Locked. It's locked. It's a locked door. What about this doorway here? Locked as well. This is a pretty cool little town. What about this doorway? Locked. Man, everything's locked. Locked as well. All the houses are just locked and I can't get in them. There's nothing here? It's marked on the map. What's it marked as? It's marked as... Requires a valuable. What? Requires a valuable. Okay, I have to come back to this location when I've found a valuable. Uh, let's go south. There's no no more going to the west. I've, I'm at the westernmost extremity of the map, listeners. So let's go down south. Oh shit, another town, but it's full of stormtroopers and they're shooting at me with their lasers! Fucking let me at him. What the heck? I'm gonna get this one. I'm gonna get this one. I just keep on stabbing at him. Man, he took forever to kill and he really damaged me pretty bad. There's a little vehicle out here. Can I explore it? No. 
Well, there's a whole bunch of stormtroopers in there, and they're all gonna get me, because why- Why does my laser sword suck so much? Okay, I killed another stormtrooper, that's good. How do I get into this this location? It seems to be all, like, locked up. That's not an entrance there. That's not an entrance there, is it? This game, this game sucks! There's really no getting in at all. Okay, I just need to leave this encampment here because it's all walled up. I'm gonna go to the east, I haven't been to the east of this location yet. Ah, oh, more desert with a goddamn snake in it. Oh! Find a valuable. That's what the map says about this location. So there's something here, listeners. There's something here. Oh, there's a crash land speeder there. One of those popsicle-looking things which C-3PO drives to, um... Uh... To the Moss Eisley... Uh, spaceport. Or is that Moss Esper? I forget. Anyway, there's a whole bunch of snakes around here. I'm fighting the snakes. I'm having a real hard time fighting the snakes. Because they're all down slopes. I, it's really hard to get to them. And my little lightsaber won't reach. Oh, here we are. I think I found the way in to the snake location. Alright, here's the crash speeder. I haven't fought any, uh, any snakes yet. Okay, there's nothing to... Like, I can't do anything with the uh, crash speeder. That's weird. What? Okay, I've just walked across a random spot of ground in this area and it says... What's that sample of Rill doing down here? I don't know, man. You better get it. Have I got it? Hang on, let's have a look at the map. What does this say? Find a valuable. Okay, so it's, there's a sample of Rill. Oh, did you just... Have I just seen it? I haven't picked it up. It's like, what, off-screen, I guess? How do I... How do I get to where these snakes are? And what the hell is Rill? I don't know what Rill is. Oh, this way. Is it this way? Yeah, I guess it must be this way. Alright, one at a time, please. Let's kill these snakes. No? I can't get to them. What? How does this work? I'm so confused. It's so hard to even just move around in this game. Man! How the hell did I play this piece of garbage as a kid? Yeah, I really can't figure out what to do in this screen. It's not possible that I've already co collected the rill, is it? And that I just need to go back and, uh, and try and give it to that guy. Oh, there's a whole bunch of Jawas down there, in like a little camp. But yeah, there's nothing... Nothing on the map in this area. So I guess there's nothing to do in that area. Alright, let's head over to the east, over to the east, over to the north, over to the east. Alright, here's the weird alien who wants the sample of Rill, whatever the hell Rill is. Well, where's that sample of Rill? Okay, I haven't picked it up yet, I guess. So, uh, I guess I'm just... Okay, listeners, fuck this. This is never getting released. I don't know what to do with this. Jeez. Nope. That's the wrong microphone, isn't it? Yeah, definitely wrong mic. better. Hi, how's it how's it going? <clears throat> hmm. 
<clears throat> Hello, ladies and gentlemen, it's me, Daniel Kay, the host of the world's first and, uh, the world's first audio-only video game Let's Play podcast. Done. Yeah, I got a weird one today, I guess. I've just loaded up an emulator, I've got my uh, Super Nintendo controller here plugged into my laptop. I'm using uh, ZSNES or SNES or some stupid goddamn name of a dumb old emulator program. Um, yeah, uh, and I'm gonna play a game which I would normally be playing just for myself and not recording episodes about because I'm not really I'm not convinced uh, that this is like the perfect kind of format game for this uh, audio only, you know. Uh, publishing podcast format because it's uh, it's going to be pretty visual for me. It's also kind of like weirdly um, married to my history a little bit of playing video games. I'm going to be playing Might and Magic Three, Might and Magic Three for the Super Nintendo emulated. Um, now Might and Magic, Might and Magic Six and Seven were two games I had for the PC originally released for the 3DO console <laughs> that's uh but th- from all accounts piece of garbage console but um might and magic 6 and might and magic 7 uh, were on the 3do so it, it wasn't all bad those games are games which i played the hell out of as a kid and also as a teenager going back to them I was like, oh, these games are still good, and uh, I've got my crappy laptop, which won't play any actually good games, so I guess I'll go back and play all the uh, crappy old games I played as a kid, and yeah, Might and Magic 6, Might and Magic 7, really rewarding to play through those games again. A really big, early, open world. It's like, you know, it, it. these are the precursors to the Bethesda's uh, Skyrim, Oblivion, um... Morrowind. It's imagine um uh an earlier Morrowind. Yeah, Mind Magic Six is is kind of like that, but with a with a party. You know, you you play a party of four characters walking through a a big open three D landscape, real simple three D, and uh, sprites. Everyone's like two D sprites coming at you. Sprite trees, sprite bugs, sprite monsters. You, you click on them with your mouse, click, and it says, "Ah, oh, you know, Tara the Paladin attacked and hit for one d six plus two damage with her spear." And then it kind of like does the maths and says, "Okay, you did a total of four damage." It's like, okay, my d six rolled two plus two is four. It's like a D and D game in a in a sort of shitty three D virtual environment. Mind Magic three is, as you can imagine, several steps back from Might and Magic 6 and 7, and I haven't played Might and Magic 3, so this is going to be a weird experience. I imagine it's going to be shitty. I'm My my fingers are crossed that this is going to be still an open 3D environment, or at least like a, a, a mock 3D. I'm hoping this is going to be Mode 7 3D. Like, um, you're on a plane, um... And you you still have freedom of movement to walk around the environment, the fantasy environment of Might and Magic. You know, go to a castle, talk to a king, gives you a quest, join a guild, level up, 
uh, cast magic spells, shoot arrows, swing axes, that kind of thing. But uh, it's just like you would in Might and Magic 6 or 7, or just like I had lots of fun doing in Might and Magic 6 and 7, just with worse, worse graphics. What I'm hoping this isn't, and what, frankly, it, it probably is, is one of those shitty old fantasy first-person games where it's like you hit left on the D-pad and your character, like... They don't, they don't turn around in a 3D environment, you know, and you can see what's to the left of you. It's like the screen suddenly, bang, changes to what the view would be on the left. So it's like you're, you know, it's that kind of thing. It's like a kind of horrible abstraction of what moving in the real world is. Like, I'm hoping it's not that far a, a jump back. Um, and the other thing about this Let's Play is it's going to be kind of a, a relaxed one. I'm probably going to be cutting out a bunch of useless information. I'm going to play the game for a couple hours and probably cut together like a little highlights thing. I've been listening to, basically I've been listening to the No Cat podcast and I'm thinking like, oh man, (laughs) they record like, they they record like 30 hours worth of gameplay and then they cut that together into highlights and episodes. I'm like, oh yeah, okay, I see. So if I wanted to do like a sprawling let's play, I I could. It, It sounds okay when you, when you do it. But uh, honestly, I don't really have time to do a big sprawling, like a Let's Play of Morrowind, for example, and just edit together highlights into episodes and publish them. Um, so I I just have to take the time when I can to play a couple hours of a game, and this is maybe going to be a little bit more editing heavy than the average Daniel K's Let's Plays episodes. So let's just hit enter and see what happens. Enter, Might and Magic. Might and Magic 3... Licensed by Nintendo. Cool. Super Nintendo Entertainment System, blah, 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 Might Magic 3. FCIO is the game company. Uh huh. Might and Magic 3. Isles of Terror. That's Terror, like T E R R A, like Isles of Earth. And I see some nice pixel art. How's the volume? Is it high enough? Let's turn it up a little. Might and Magic 3, we see beautiful pixel art of three floating islands, like chunks of earth, uh, with beautiful grassy, meadowy fields on top of them. Uh, Palm trees, they almost look like uh, cocos palms, the disgusting things that grow around here in Perth. And rivers of water uh, pool up in the main central island and run in waterfalls off the side onto smaller islands. Might and Magic 3, Isles of Terror. Let's see what happens if we hit our start button. A, start new game. B, restore saved game. Let's go A, start new game. Uh, Select that with start, I guess. Okay, starting a new game will erase the current saved one. Continue anyway? Yeah. I say yes. Uh, Start. I I can't select with the A or B button. I have to use start. There we are. Might and Magic. Oh, man. Uh-oh. Ah, oh, damn. Okay, shit, listeners. I start in a blue-bricked environment with uh, blue pillars surrounding me. Blue marble, shiny, glossy pillars. There's no roof. Uh, there's just blue sky ahead of me. Uh, and I am a party of six. One, two, three, four, five, six. I'm a... Like an 80s uh, fantasy action hero with a bandana and a mullet and an earring and a rat tail. Uh, And then next to me, uh, next to that character, there's a dwarf with a helmet, or like a warrior with a helmet and a big bushy beard. 
And then next to that character, there's like a green orc character who's a member of my party. And then another bushy, scruffy, dwarfy looking guy with an eye patch. Must be our rogue. And there's a woman with a, uh, a weird, uh, thin, dainty chain around her head. She must be some kind of magic wielder, I guess. And next to her is a blue elfin character with black hair and a, a, a diamond... I don't know, what do you call that? A choker which goes around your, your forehead. With a gem stuck in it. Here's definitely some kind of warlock or something. Alright, so what do we do? What happens if we hit start? Nothing. Uh, X? Nothing. Y? Oh, Y is our... I can... Uh, man, this is an ugly game. So the actual game screen, my view, is like... A tiny it's about a third of the actual game screen and then to the right of it is a massive chunky column with lots of menu items they're all symbols there's no words so I just have to guess what the menu items mean and then uh, yeah right down the bottom is all my characters portraits uh, and like I guess green lights to indicate that they're all okay so let's see what menu items we can select there's a, a picture of a bow and arrow which I guess means attack let's see if we hit the A button no B button? Yeah, B button! Ah, oh, an arrow flies out. Fush! In front of me. Uh, so what? How did it. Okay, let's get back to that menu. That's like an action menu, I guess. Is it Y? Yeah, Y selects the action menu. Next to it is like a circle surrounded by dots. Don't know what that could mean. Next to that is a tent with Zs coming from it. Uh, and then we've got. What is this? A scroll? A shield? Uh, a weird shape, an abstract shape, um, some kind of map, I guess, uh, and then a timer, and then what well, looks like to be a symbol of a piece of paper. Let's, let's select the symbol of the piece of paper. Alright, the screen turns black. Quick reference chart. Name, class, level, HP, uh, SP, uh, AC, I guess my armor, and then my condition. So these are all my characters. This is my character sheet. Oh, gold. 25,000 pieces of gold. Gems, 350. Food, five days worth. Okay, so my na my characters are named Sir C, who is a paladin, level 1. 12 HP, 2 spell points, armor class 14, good condition. Then there's Crag, who's a, a BA. I guess he's getting his Bachelor of Arts. BA, a bandit, I guess. Don't know what B.A. was. That's a big dwarfy looking guy. B.A. Ba... A ba... Um... Battler? I don't know. B.A. Bandit? Battler? Level 1. 18 health points, so probably not a bandit. Must be some kind of... I don't know. Action attack person. No spell points. 11 AC. Oh! Um... A berserker, maybe? Like a, uh... You know... What do they call them? A barbarian! He's a barbarian! B.A. is for barbarian shit. It's gonna be the first edit point, listeners. I'm just gonna have a bit of my lunch, which I've got here. Eating some veggie pasties with tomato sauce. Very tasty. Okay. Yeah. So, Craig is our barbarian. Our third character, who is the green orky guy. Maxim is a KN. His class is KN. So obviously that's knight, level 1 knight, 15 health points, no magic, 14 armor class. Condition good. Uh, next up is dark. 
our character named Dark, who is the other, like, dwarfy-looking guy with an eye patch. He is an RO class, which must be rogue. HP 9, spell points 0, AC 10, condition good. After that is the woman. No, there's no portraits here, I'm just using my memory. Her name is Reza, R-E-S-U-R, Reza. And she is a CL, probably cleric. So I've named the cleric Reza. <laughs> Level 1, HP 7, spell points 8, AC 9, condition good. And the last character is Casto. K-A-S-T-O, and his class is S-O, so Sorcerer then. So the Sorcerer's name is Casto, the Cleric's name is Reza, the Rogue's name is Dark. Uh, the, the Sorcerer has six health points, it's the weakest of them all, and nine spell points, but the most magical. AC is seven, condition good. I'm getting the feeling, listeners, this is probably the kind of game where you need to study the manual before playing. And I don't have the manual, so... I'm just gonna die! So let's just get to dying, shall we? Get busy living or get busy dying. That's what we're gonna do, die. Oh, should we figure out... I'm back at the main game screen. So that was our character sheets. Great, good stuff. Let's have a look at the map. Ah, yep, it's a map. Fountainhead. Uh, I'm currently at X3, Y5. So this is basically a big... A blacked out map or blued out map and I haven't explored much of it I'm just I can see one little square next to me where I've been I guess or where I've looked uh, so let's go beef it back what's this weird shape in the menu let's select this ah my character turns I guess turns around to be facing oh is there a compass can I see if I'm facing north or where I'm facing Okay, yeah, so when I when I turn with my uh, D-pad on my controller left or right, then uh, the screen just immediately changes, bang, to what my view is, like 90 degrees to the left of me. And then when I click left again, bang, another 90 degrees around. And the issue is that this uh, the screen is made up of several sprites, which are, I'm obviously in the middle of a, uh, like a palace or something, or like a, an open-air palace of some kind, but there's pillars and there's fountain statues, uh, and they're obviously surrounding me, there's four of them surrounding me, and there's like eight or sixteen pillars or something all surrounding me, and going off, out, away from my character towards the, uh, towards the like outer walls of this complex, but they're all in exactly the same place. Whether I look to my left, to my right, whether I look ahead of me, whether I look north, east, south, or west, the majority of the sprites on the screen are, just remain exactly the same. The only thing that changes is the distance that the walls are away, and that's, uh, I think the wall behind me and the wall in front of me both have doors. One open doorway and one shut wooden door. So let's turn around to look at the door. It's down a big long corridor. Let's quickly check, um, okay, the map. That's weird. Another square in the map. Oh, I'm on, I'm on X4, Y5. That's changed. I don't know why... I guess clicking the weird shape in my menu moved me somewhere? I don't know, but I'm gonna... Let's check out what this... I'm, I'm in the menu again. I'm about to go up to this door and, and fuck with the door a little bit. Let's just see what this, uh, this item in the menu is. Looks like a scroll. Let's select it. Korax notes on Fountainhead. 
Korax notes. If I'd read the manual, I'd know what the hell Korax notes were. In the days when Fountainhead was created, Morpheus was summoned to be its protector. But the rat overlord captured him and locked him in a magical cell, allowing the moose rats... The moose rats to run free in the town along with their allies that take shape from the green ooze. Morphos must be freed... Morphos must be freed to lift the curse of ooze. So is this our main quest? Free Morphos from the rat... The the rat lord? Who is it? The rat overlord and his moose rat (laughs) brethren. That's interesting. Moose rats. Current quests. Find Morphos, the protector of Fountainhead, and release him from his magical cell. Cool. Alright. Let's see what this shield icon is in our menu. Dismiss who? Oh no, I don't want to dismiss anyone. Uh, see what the circle surrounded by dots. Cast spell. Sir Kanagem. Spell ready light. Cost one. Current spell points two. Uh... So, okay, the shoulder buttons on the controller select different characters. Crag Hack is the next character. He's our barbarian. Cast spell, none ready. Current spell point zero. So next to him, the knight, Maximus. Uh, None ready. Next to him, the rogue, whose name is Dark Shade. Zero spell points. Next to him, uh, okay, our cleric's name is Resurrector. Her name is Resurrector. Spell ready, light. Cost one out of zero. Uh, current spell points, eight. So, and next is Castor. Uh, current spell points, nine. Spell ready, light. So let's hit, there's a little question mark button. Let's see what happens. Available spells for Castor. Light, awaken, detect magic, and elemental arrow. Uh, all of them cost one point to cast, except for elemental arrow. Um, so let's, can I try and select a different, can I try and select elemental arrow? Select a spell, elemental arrow, there we are. So his spell that's ready is now elemental arrow. Uh, Resurrector, let's try and ready her, a different spell for her, yeah. Available spells, light, awaken, first aid, and flying fist. Uh, should we, let's select first aid. Uh, and let's see if uh, Sir Ka- Sir Kanejum, who's our uh, the first character, no, all he knows is light. Cool. Let's exit. I don't want to cast any of them. That's pretty cool. Uh, let's go forward. I'm facing a door. I don't know if I'm facing northeast, southwest, or what. Let's try. It. Let's see what happens if we walk forward. Uh, oh, I've got to exit the menu first. There we are. Forward. Yep, I'm now looking ahead of me at a door. That's interesting. Um, the the game screen, or like my view screen, is surrounded by sculptures and gems. They're like stone sculptures with rubies for eyes. It's all very decorative, very stone, blah, 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 masonry, etc. And uh, right at the top of the view screen, there's a statue of a dragon's skeletal head with ram's horns and bat wings. Spreading uh, above the, uh, the sort of the top top edge of my view screen, and its face has just started animating. It's now sort of gnashing its teeth at me. I don't know what the hell that means, but I'm going to see what happens if I look to my left. Not yet. He's still gnashing. 
I can see an interesting looking fountain to the left of me, sculpture. I'll turn around, I can see behind me there's just like open space for me to walk into. I turn around again, uh, now facing where I where I would be facing if I'd turn right first. Uh, it's another another sculpture of a fountain to turn left. And now we're facing the door again. So let's check out where we are in the map. How far are we gone? Okay, so we're, we're heading east. I'm now on X3Y5, but facing in a different direction. Uh, so this is the, the square I was starting on. Let's exit, exit, and let's go towards the door. A sign on the door reads, 40 winks. Oh, cool. It's a, a bed linen shop, I think. So if I look to my right, there's just a wall, because the, uh, the door sort of sits in a recess. Uh, let's go forward. Oh, we enter through the door. Oh, there's a handsome-looking kind of pink man with a handlebar blonde moustache and, like, hair. Kind of neat, business-like blonde hair. An aged man stands behind the counter. He doesn't look aged. He looks... He looks a bit like... He looks like he's about 30-something. Uh, he's wearing a green tunic. An aged man stands behind the counter, skimming the names in a leather book. Ah, welcome to the 40 Winks. Will you be signing the register? I get a thumbs up or thumbs down option. Let's go thumbs down, mate. I don't want to sign anything. Oh, he just kicks me right out. Okay, let's keep on walking around Fountainhead. I guess I'm in a town. So we'll go forward, forward. So right ahead of me, there's a long corridor in the in this sort of blue stone wall. And at the end, I can see an open doorway. Let's, let's keep it simple and just go along this doorway. Go forward, I can see the open door. Forward, I'm now right facing the open door. There's a doormat. Um, let's go forward again. We're through the door. If I look to my left, I can just see a wall. If I look behind me, there's the open doorway I've just left. So let's turn right around. We're in a corridor. There's a passageway leading, branching off to the left ahead of me. Or there's a passageway leading uh, straight away from me. I guess heading east. If we looked on the map, it'd be, we'd be looking down the uh, passageway to the east. And I can see a closed wooden door at the end of that passageway. So let's go forward, and let's look left. Alright, this is like a nook in the wall. It's just a short little one square um, passageway. And there's a table. Let's go forward. Oh, uh, a, a character portrait and a big block of text pops up on the screen. Friends, I am no, I am no a beggar. Uh, I guess he has like an accent. Friends, I am no a beggar, but I am short fifty gold for materials for me studies. If ya helps me, I can give membership to Ravens Guild. Pay? I mean, I've got like fifty thousand gold. Don't I know. So let's. The, I'll say the character portrait looks a little bit suspicious. He looks like a. Um, you know, one of those things. Uh, you know, ooh, teeny, peep, peep. Um, uh, what are the things at the beginning of the first Star Wars movie? Well, it looks like one of them guys. It's just like a. You can't see any details of his face except for two red glowing eyes inside a brown hood. Oh no, a grey hood. His hood is grey. The um, the what's his faces from Star Wars have brown hoods, but this guy. I guess guy, this I guess human, has a grey hood. We can't see his face. Let's accept. Here's your 50 bucks, mate. Select a character. So am I selecting a character to take money from? Or is he joining my party? 
Select a character. Um. Hmm. Let's select the rogue and see what happens. Okay. I don't know what's happened. I hit the B button. Maybe I cancelled. Let's go back and forward and see if we can talk to him. Here we are. Yep, select. Yep, select. Select a character. I don't understand. Maybe the first guy, Mr. C or whatever his name is, Sir C, has all the money. Select him. No, nothing's happening. I go back and go forward. Here he is again. He just asked for 50 gold. So let's go. Thumbs up. Maybe I'm hitting the wrong button. Shit, this is weird. Oh, do I have to go into my inventory and select money or something? How do I do that? What? This is crazy. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. This game sucks. Character sheet? I just look at my character- Oh, I've got- What the fuck? He ta has taken the 150 gold! What the fuck? That guy just keeps on taking 50 gold from me. Every single time. I didn't realize it. Let's leave. I gotta just run away from that, <laughs> that scenario. Let's keep on going down the passageway to this closed door. A sign on the door reads, Fens Fineries. Let's enter Fens Fineries. All right. Oh. Fen is like an old, uh, kind of swarthy gentleman with a dark brown, scraggly beard, like an unkempt beard and long brown hair. A stubby warrior stands proudly by a gleaming treasure of weapons, armor, and general goods. Exquisite, yes. Price is good. You browse? I say yes. Store options. Uh, Sir Canjum. Buy item. Inventory. Gold. Uh, 24,000. Yeah, it's shared, go shared gold. So let's buy... Let's go inventory and see what we've got in our inventory. One, cutlass. Two, scale armor. Three, shield. Jesus. You know what? I'm exhausted already. I can't be bothered with this. I don't know what I'm going to do with this footage, but it's not good enough to edit together into an episode. Yeah, I can't be bothered with this game. I'm not having fun. So, f f my findings are... I'll just hit exit. Final, uh, uh... What's the name of this game? Might and Magic 3? Total shit. Unplayable. <laughs> Um, probably, unless you played it a lot as a kid, then you probably go back to it and you go like, Ah, this is what games are really supposed to be like, just like this game. I wish more games were like this. And then, I, yeah, I totally get it. You know the game already, you know, you know what you're doing, it's not tedious, it's not difficult. But for me, it's just tedious and difficult and there's nothing fun about it. So let's just, don't worry about saving, just quit the emulator. Um... Wow, 30 whole minutes. Oh my god. The other thing I discovered about myself is that it's impossible for me to just leave space to edit stuff out. This was just non-stop talking, except for when I was eating my veggie, veggie pasties. Um, but yeah, apart from that, it was just like, just talk, 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 nothing, nothing to edit out. This was going to be, I'm going to save this as another, like, lost episode. Not, not a complete episode, and it'll go into the kind of, I don't know, special compilation of, of lost and rubbish episodes, abandoned episodes. This is another abandoned episode. It's a pretty long one. 
yeah, fuck. If you're listening to this, then it's been like <laughs> months or years since it was recorded, and I've just scraped together all these like offcuts of episodes and put them together into a weird episode. Yeah. All right. Bye, everyone. See ya. <coughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's me, Daniel Kay, the host of the Daniel Kay's Let's Plays podcast, the only podcast on the entire internet, and indeed on the entire world as well. Do you think there are any? Do you think there are any podcasts not on the internet? Probably. I mean, that's. Like begging the question, what is a podcast? I think maybe by definition it is on the internet. If it's not on the internet, then it's just like a cassette tape or something, you know? Uh, uh, maybe I should do that. Maybe that's another world's first I can do. Just record a podcast onto cassette tapes with a little tape recorder. Put it in a drawer. Yeah, I think I'll start doing that. Uh, so yeah, stay tuned for that, listeners. The Daniel K's... <laughs> oh, fuck this. Fuck this. What was I saying? Oh, hi. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, you know what podcast it is. What am I doing this time? Well, I'm not playing a regular game. This is going to be like, uh, hopefully, the first in a little series of games, a series of episodes of games, uh, depending on how well this episode turns out. I don't really know how well it's going to turn out because I don't even know what game I'm going to play. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go on to GameJolt.com. Which is like a a site for amateur and like small time games developers, probably some big time ones as well. You know, I'm not I'm not that I don't know that uh, that much about game development, so I don't know really that much about Game Jolt. All I know is it's a website full of games which people make. Uh, you know, and you can kind of it's a, also a big forum. You can talk about the games. Often you can talk about it with the designer. You can say, "Hey man, good good." good game or hey lady you made a good game too oh wow i really enjoyed this game or hey your game sucked you can do that kind of thing uh i'm figuring for this episode i'm just going to go on game jolt and i'm assuming there's going to be a big random game button which i can press because if there's not then game jolt has no right existing because that's obviously what so many people would want to do oh i just Going to kill some time going to look for a game uh, maybe take me to a random game so that's what i'm going to try and do now let's go to I'm uh, here on my big black IKEA couch, uh, sitting in front of my little table with my laptop, a little mouse stuck into the side of it, and I'm going to type in game, jolt, I actually don't know if it's just gamejolt.com, so let's just Google game jolt, here we are, yeah, gamejolt.com, here we are on the webpage for gamejolt.com, uh-huh, I can browse games, Featured games, hot games, best games, genres, channels, browse games. Where's the random game button? Where's the random game button? No. Uh, let me search around for a second, listeners. <laughs>